I'm Kai. And I'm Bree. And excuse my voice because it's about to be scratchy. <laughs> oh my God. And excuse my fire detector in the back because I need to change the damn battery. But we've been gone for a long ass time. Long, long minute. Long ass time. But guess what? We got an episode for you guys. I don't know if it's long or not. It's about damn time. About damn time. Oh my god, how y'all be? Ain't nothing because we know we can't even get no reply. But yeah. <laughs> it's like life been life and kicking ass, kicking the fuck out of ass, kicking the fuck out of ass. I had said it twice because it's literally kicking the fuck out of ass. Like for real, for real. Now let me make sure I'm saying her name right because I don't want to. I think I wrote it down. And I used to say it the whole time when I was writing it. So, today, guys, we're going to talk about Miss Sylvie Cachet. Ooh. Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird to be recording this on this day because in the news, if you guys have not been paying attention, a mass shooter in Buffalo, New York, lost his damn mind and had the audacity to go to a African-American neighborhood, they say it is, and start, like, really just start shooting out of nowhere. People crazy. And please, guys, please don't watch the video because... As he's doing this, he he's live streaming it, and to, to see this man literally, oh, I can't even talk right. To see this man literally walk in the store and and shoot a grandmother, and as he walks up and sees a white man begging, please not to shoot. This, you know, what this man had the audacity to say to this man, he had the audacity to apologize. And continue on to look for other victims. The only thing that saved that man is because he was like, I hate society. I hate how crazy the world is. We will, I don't know if I want to keep you updated on that because the news should do that itself. And it's just, it just reminds me of. The church incident with Dylan Roof. And these motherfuckers at the audacity to get him some Burger King afterwards. I'm never, y'all, y'all, when I tell y'all, I will never get over that. Every time I see something in the news that's so childish, I'll be like, but y'all took this man after shooting up people in a church on a Sunday. Was it Sunday? Sunday? What about the YSL Rico? Oh, yes. Oh, also. Um, I seen I seen that they was like um um it's crazy. Somebody was like it's crazy how they're doing all this, but what about the KKK Rico or Rico? Man. Man, like I said, it's it's America. <laughs> Don't you love it? We love America. Whew. The news has just been wilding, y'all. The new the news. Whew. It's just been making me mad. I ain't gonna lie. Because I bet you, I bet you, they pulled the keys, you know. Oh, 
He's mentally ill. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, whatever. You know they love to pull that card. Okay. Oh. Anywho, today we are like I said, we're gonna talk about Miss Sylvie Cachet. The two main who's in the story is Miss Sylvie Cachet herself and Nicholas Brooks. But we're gonna call him Nick. I should call him Nick. But uh, Nick for short. Nick, but dick. What? A, what? What? A N, not a D. But what a D. Pick. I'm funny. Okay. I'm kidding. I said pick. I'm slow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, I don't think it's any more announcements to do, guys. We're just gonna get straight into it. Right. Sylvie Pizzino Cachet was born January seventh, nineteen seventy-seven, making my girl a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh. Capricorn's in the building. Okay, so to her pa- she was born to her parents, Dr. Antonio Cachet and Miss Sylvie Penzino Cachet. Yes, Sylvie is named after her mother. <laughs> I think that's the cutest thing ever, but it is. She was born in Arlington, Virginia. Now, in her younger years, she would bounce back from Lima, Peru, and to Virginia. I think she ended up having a dual citizenship between both countries. So, my girl, Peruvian, period. Now, she had a passion for fashion design, which had... (laughs) I'm sorry. I just sounded so saying it because I meant to say watching. She had a passion for fashion design as she, you know, watched her mother design as a young girl. She would later go on to attend Marymount University and get her bachelor's degree in fashion design. Now, your girl was named designer of the year, best senior mom, best targeted collection, and also received the senior Gabrielle Burry Award for overall excellence with fashion design major. My girl was in the dough. She was doing the damn thing. She was doing the damn thing. Now, she also attended the Parsons School of Art and Design in New York City and in Paris. So, my girl was international, boo. Period. Now, we love a queen that that gets that money, honey. Gets that money. Now, sorry, I had to clear my throat, guys. Oh, my God. Now, she began her fashion career as an intern at Marc Jacobs International in a senior designer role at Tommy Hilfiger in New York City. Now, she then went to Victoria's Secrets as a senior designer. And it will be at this time where she really focused on swimwear and it will become her passion because you girls know um, Victoria's Secrets. Like, come on now. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) Now, y'all gonna be mad when I say this, but I know this is totally up topic. But um, is it cool to say that the Victoria bras have not been looking up to par the past few years? You said it haven't? Mm-mm. They haven't been giving what it's supposed to give. Why you say that? It's like they starting to look bland. Oh. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, when we was in high school, the shit used to be busting. But it's like, they don't even do the designs like that no more. They be trying to be different. Like, no. I kind of like, it's like you got to have a certain one. And then the ones that really be cute, they be sold out your size. (laughs) (laughs) You got 
itty bitty titties. Girl, I don't know how they be sold out of your. Not even, not even, girl. Please, these are C's. Oh, anywho, (laughs) (laughs) anywho, yeah. But I got a whole lot of butt, and I can never find my size. It'd be pissing me off. Victoria's Secrets. We need an extra large. Stop playing. Okay. (laughs) Now, so much of her passion. This um. This is was I can't even say it. I said it so wrong. I had a slow moment. Sorry, guys. Okay, I was meant to say, I meant to say was. Oh my Jesus! So this was so much of her passion when she ended up marrying her little college boo in two thousand three. She was so into the fashion scene, but he wasn't, and it was like, mm mm. She ain't like that. She ain't like that. She said, oh no. What you mean you don't like fashion? Like, come on, babe. Fashion is my whole little career. You know what I'm saying? And he used to tell her, you know, I want to leave New York and this is not for me. And my girl was like, I can't leave New York, boo boo. This is where the money at. (laughs) This is what's paying my bills, huh? This is my passion. You know, I've been, I've been, Dreaming about this a little girl. Like, this ain't no job. This is a career. It's a career. Now, this was such a her dream career. My girl ended up divorcing this man after a year. Period. And I mean, if he's stopping that bad, leave his ass in the past. <laughs> but right. she making money. What you mad for? You mad that she making more money than you? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They say Stevie would never fuck with no broke nigga until this one. Now, okay. Not the one she married, but, you know, we finna come up on him. Now, she yeah, was big <laughs> She would work in Victoria's Secret until 2006, where she would become the own boss of her own swimsuit line, Sila. Now, my girl, when I say this is something in 2006 that I would wear, like, this is fine. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I can't wait to post the pictures of this and they see this. But Sila was basically, I think, her friend's name combined with her mother's name because this was in memory of, well, not memory, in honor of both of them. Now, her work will be featured in magazines such as Elle, In Style, Vogue, and even landed a swimsuit video with Sports Illustrated. Now, yeah, my bitch was, she was popping. She will pop it. This two thousand six baby. Man, man, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like her stuff is the type of stuff that you will wear to the Hamptons. Like, think about it. White chicks when we see the movie and they be having a little swimsuit contest. I'm telling you, I don't think it was a swimsuit contest. I'm sorry, that was a slow moment. I'm talking about when they was on the beach. <laughs> I'm talking about when they was on the beach. So you know how they, yeah, they be having them little decent ass swimsuits. I'm telling you, her swimsuit, I would have killed it. Even I'm though, dead. I would have killed it. I missed the 2000s. Even though I was born in 2000. Take me back. Man, if I was... Let me tell you something, baby. If I was grown in the 2000s, I would have been over with. Okay. But, like I said, Sylvie will always say, I'm so proud of... Um, I'm so proud to be making this my dream to a future. I don't know if I said that wrong. I think I said that's so wrong. 
I said that's so wrong. I think it's friction. If I'm saying it wrong, please, y'all do not get on my ass. Now, <laughs> Kate Garcia, her former publicist, will say when she la- launched Silva. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm gonna erase that, and we could go over it. <laughs> oh my god. We go over there. Okay. Now. Kate Garcia, her former publicist, would say when she launched Sila, she would, uh, she was, damn it. Oh my God. Brina, what is wrong with me today? Girl, just take a breath. Calm down. Hey, it would be funny if we leave this in. Leave it in. They gonna laugh at this. Somebody, Jesus. This better to be laughing because they're not laughing at you, they're laughing with you. Good. you laughing? Good. Okay. I got mumbo jumbo today. I always have it, but I don't know what the fudge is doing today. So maybe because it's been a minute. It's it's been a minute. Okay. Kate Garcia, her former publicist, would say when she launched Sila, she was the new starlet of swim. Her company, sadly, will go out of business in 2008 due to the Great Recession. Like, what the fuck we are in now? <laughs> now, she loved animals. My girl had two poodles and even took in the sick pigeon when she found it on the street. She loved to do yoga. My girl loved to stay fit. And before her relationship, that that would, uh, before the relationship, you know, that would end her fucking life, she dealt with toxic boyfriends before. She felt as if she had terrible luck with men. So it's kind of weird for her to say that. Knowing what the fuck's gonna go down. Okay. Now, after losing Sila, she will begin designing for Ann Cole swimwear. Now, this is where she met this bitch ass nigga, Nick Brooks. Oh my god, guys. We are from the turn up. Now, the two met at a party that were friends. Oh, fuck. That sounded stupid. The two, <laughs> met, at a... <laughs> the two met at a party that their friend was holding. And they had bonded because Sylvia had ended up losing one of her poodles due to a car. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, he helped her do the healing process. And he was the shoulder to lean on because, you know, let me tell you, niggas love coming in when when a bitch down. When they know she depressed, they that's this when they be like snatch her up. I got her. They be they be toxic. <laughs> These men. Now not much information is found on Nicholas Brooks, no matter how hard I tried to find this shit on Google. But what I did find, Nicholas Brooks was um born to parents Joseph Brooks and Susan Paul. Now Nick's daddy Composer slash molester Joseph Brooks was charged with raping over a dozen aspiring actresses right around the time of the murder. The His father, fuck? yeah, we'll do an episode later on Papa Brooks, but this episode they ain't about him. <laughs> now, his father committed suicide as it was time for his trial on some pussy shit because let me tell y'all something. When you know you did something and you want to take it to the grave, you, you, you take it to the grave, I guess. You took it to the grave. Now, Nick grew up in England. 
I almost tried to do an accent, but it wasn't going to come out right, and I'm still trying to do it. <laughs> but he would stay with his father in the Hamptons for the summer. Now, when him and his sister Amanda were younger, their dad instructed them to not give any attention or time to their mother after, you know, him and his mom went through a divorce. But that mean, come on now, what they mean? Like, don't stop your kids from talking to their mama. Now, okay, I am back. And I have fucked up, so let's start this over. Now, Amanda will go behind his Papa Brooks back and go see his mama. I said his mama. I said her mother. And Papa Brooks did not like that because it was like, didn't I tell your little ass don't go see your mama? Sit your ass down. <laughs> so, Papa Brooks got mad and disowned her. And around the time when Nick was a teenager, this boy had his own apartment with no parental supervision, and his dad introduced him into prostitutes. All right. Because what teenage boy don't need prostitutes, as we've learned from all of these true stories with the, I said true stories, these true crime stories with the similar background, you know? Hey. If I say what rapper this reminds me of, I'm not going to even say it because uh-uh, I don't need it backfiring on me. <laughs> it reminds me of a certain rapper. But hey, we're, we're not going to get into that. Now, his mom would get custody of both of the siblings in, you know, the 90s. It's kind of pissed daddy off. And, you know, it wouldn't really mean he's seen his mother like that but you know he kept his distance but he was growing up he was damn near old enough you feel me so he would stay away from his mother but 10 years later he ended up reuniting with his mom and his sister this pissed his daddy off this is why he was at college too and you know this blocked Nick from the trust fund but he attended University of Colorado before he had ended up dropping out. And let's just say a lot of people said that nigga kept stealing. Like, he was a kleptomaniac. Mm. He was desperate for friends. And he was either <laughs> always drunk or high off drugs. Mostly that cocaine. Now, it was said that Sylvie and Nick's relationship was very toxic and on and off for like six months. So, it really wasn't that long of a relationship. Now, according to, like, people that knew them, they argued everywhere for a long time. Friends believe that Sylvie was too good for Nick because my boy Nick was unemployed. He stayed with three friends, and all they did was, you know, get high. Now, they didn't even clean the apartment, and it smelled like hella weed in there. (laughs) So, <laughs> a dirty apartment that smells like weed. Now, whew, how you gonna have a dirty apartment but buy weed? You need help. Now, Sylvie will also have to pay their bills on their dates. But the thing about Sylvie is, my girl had a good heart, and you know she liked. It was like she was she one of them girls that love a troubled past. So, she just felt bad for him. You know, she just wanted to be there for my boy. But, you know, you can't be doing it, baby. Now, yeah, before her, that's what happened when you have a good heart. 
Now, before her death, Sylvie sent an email to her publicist saying that Nick has been very erratic and one to a friend saying that I love Nick, but he wasn't good for me. He holds me back. I'm always sad with him. He's 24 for fuck's sake. He wants porn sex. He wants to be drunk. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I should have put a little porn in there, but this is what she sent to the friend. You know you be texting like that when you're Mm -hmm. mad as hell. Come on now. Now, he wants to be drunk or stoned all the time. He doesn't have any goals, and he stops me from mine. Now, Sylvie's apartment building would catch on fire December 8th, 2010. Nick noticed that Sylvie was in the bed and that it caught on fire and she was asleep. Now, this fire had started by some candles that was by her headboard and the fire was able to be put out, but they couldn't stand, like, the little smoky smell, you know. That little smoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this would lead Sylvie into checking into the Soho House Hotel on December 9th, 2010 at Till 12 at 12.30 a.m. Now, she told the little hotel clerk that her stoner boyfriend accidentally started the fire. She told that, look, look, this is what she said. She's like, he's a stoner. He's always stoned. Like, who puts candles by the bed? Damn. <laughs> I said, damn, Sylvie. Yeah, I'm in a Now, at the same time, she probably was tired of running it, but we don't get into that. Now, he also explained to the clerk how he tried, you know, no, not how he tried, but how tired she was due to her having a bunch of Xanax before she arrived. It was prescribed, don't worry. Now, oh, okay. she requested that the clerk help her to the room because, you know, well, you got this type of hotel. Now, this is this, this, this the Soho house. Let me tell you something. The Soho house is only for rich motherfuckers, y'all. Like, you can't get in that hoe. It's, it's literally a membership. So, it's coming like some apartments. This is like a, a exclusive club. And this is the one in New York. I think it's several, but let's get back to it. Now, the clerk helped her to the room. And after she helped her to the room, she could hear the couple arguing, like, you know, outside the door as she was leaving. Now, this is still December. I think it's still December 9th. No, this is December 10th now. No, this is December 9th. I'm sorry, guys. My my guess (laughs) is wrong. Now, it's still December 9th. It's around 2 a.m. And multiple complaints have been heard about a water leak from from the ceiling from from room 20. And the hotel staff decides to head up there because we rich. Why the fuck is the water leaking? (laughs) And knocked on the door. But there was no answer. Now... They let themselves in the room, and that is where they found my girl, 33-year-old Sylvie Cachet, body floating in the tub. Now, she was in a turtleneck sweater, pink underwear, and a Rolex. Now, paramedics tried to revive her, but she was reported dead at 3.33 a.m. Now, strangulation wounds were found around her neck. She had hemorrhaging in her eyes, and she also had a bite mark on her hand. Her death had been ruled a homicide, stating that she was strangled underwater in the bathtub. The two had only dated six months, guys. Six months. Remember that. Six months. 
Now, Nick claimed he was only in the hotel from 1.45 to 2.16 a.m. because he had went to the bar for drinks. Now, 20 minutes before he left is when a few complaints had started to ring in. He would claim that they were together, but her friends, you know, said differently. Mm-hmm. Now, they said that the day before she died, she told them that she had broke up with him. She also told her mother two weeks earlier on a vacation that she just wanted to be friends and didn't want to be committed if he didn't change his ways. Now, her neighbors heard arguing um, before the couple even went to the hotel. They heard Nick shout, you really hurt me. Then a loud noise came afterwards. Now, the neighbors could also hear Sylvie crying after that, you know, loud noise had came. So, what the fuck was my nigga doing? You feel me? What you hear? What's going on? What's going on? So, Nick was questioned after the body was found, but was the same day he was also found guilty because they found a warrant saying they could search his body for DNA. Now, the DNA, the diner, was found in the tub faucet where Sylvie was found. You going to jail. You going to jail. I'm sorry, you're really going to prison, but you're going to jail. Now, during his trial, Sylvie's friend said Nick will hire prostitutes, sometimes using her card. What? Yes, not even no debit card, y'all. The credit card. You disrespectful, but now, within the the hours... You still shocked? (laughs) You shiesty motherfucker. I said some, some niggas do some wild things. Not even, I ain't say, I'm saying niggas as it mean. That's how I talk though. I'm sorry, but niggas do wild things, y'all. They do wild things. Now, when in the hours that she was murdered, she had sent him an email titled, Fuck You, about the credit cards and telling him that she'll take this shit to the police. She was finna erase that ass because how dare you? It's like, okay, first you all, you cheat on me. But then you do fraud on my card, bitch, to cheat on me. How dare you? Yeah. Now, police also dug in his past to find out that this is his first time being arrested. And, you know, he been arrested before for assaulting the girlfriend. So, the girlfriend from the past said he would knock over shit, break her phone. Punch through windows. What the fuck? Yeah, he was cray cray. I was about to say that this man is fucking crazy. He cray cray. Now, he pleaded not guilty, but was found guilty of second degree murder on July um, 2013. I'm sorry. He was also sentenced 25 to life in prison. I'm very mad because I couldn't find the prison he's in. I guess that's what happened when you got money. All your shit can be, it can be hidden. It was hard to find information on him. It really was. Now, many are still unaware of what happened that night in the room, but everybody knows it was a homicide. So, a quote from the New York Times features Sylvie Cousin, Mrs. J- I don't want to say her name wrong. I think it's Mrs. Jacobson or Miss Jacobson. Now, she would go on to say that this wasn't something that she that should have happened to her. The choices she made in her life, she didn't take those lightly. She was very intelligent, too. She wasn't some innocent little fresh face who didn't know what she was doing. She was so New York. 
And that was the story of the murder of Sibi Kashae. Kashae. I'm so mad that it's not enough like information on the dude because I feel like this story could have been longer and we could have just <sighs> had more info on Y'all, I got two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> two jobs. Two jobs, shawty. I was going to say, you know if you watch it, everybody hates Chris. So, y'all, we are so sorry that we were going that long, but life happened. Sometimes it, you need to take a hiatus. Yeah. A hiatus. But, um, y'all know where to fucking find us, pictures. Twitter, all that shit is in the show notes because I don't feel like saying at names. Um, but y'all, the next episode we got, oh my fucking god. Oh my god, y'all. I want to tell y'all, but I'm not. But yeah. Mm. Just know mm. the next episode is just going to have y'all like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Next episode, y'all finna be, y'all jaws is going to be on the floor. Like, But I'm going to tell y'all this now. And I'm going to just go ahead and give the heads up. Next episode, if you do not take child, anything with children, um, lightly, then this episode is not for you, boo. At all. Because I don't, we don't need none of that hate or nothing like that, so. I, I like I said, I just want to let y'all know now. If it's, if it's not for you, it's not for you. So, it's not we not We're not telling these stories for our own entertainment. We telling these stories to put it out there because some of these stories are very, very, very like underrated. They're not heard. Like a lot of the a lot of the things that Kyra finds, I've never heard of. So it's better to hear about these things and hear about what was going on in the world. Um, you know, whenever things happen or whenever the cases happen and the incidents happen, like it's better to hear those things and hear how crazy people are so that you can take life with a grain of salt. But not too Man. much. Feel me? Like I say, I just want y'all to know how fucked up the world is so y'all can be safe out here. We just want y'all no, to be safe. Real. But we love you guys. Like, literally. And, you know, have a good day. Thank you for listening. And Thanks, I guys. I'm going to get better, y'all. I'm going to get better. See y'all later. I'm Bree. I'm Guy. And this has been Thrills. Kills, but mostly chills. Chills. Mm-mm-mm. We love you guys.